Well, good morning and welcome to Kingdom Leadership Equipping and welcome to Mentoring Monday with Sean. This is our time together for just talking about leadership uh, principles, points, uh, things that affect you as kingdom citizens and how to live effectively. Um, gosh, I've been, uh, I jumped into a quick shave and um, yeah, well, you know what happens when you're doing something quick. <laughs> so if it's looking like, um, yeah, if it's looking like I'm, I'm sort of going red here a little bit, then you know why. <laughs> it's all fun in the sun. Hey, so this is Mentoring Monday, and we're talking about kingdom leadership for kingdom citizens. You are the kingdom citizens. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his light and the son of his love in whom you have forgiveness and the redemption from your sins that's your entry that's your qualification is jesus is your qualification to be in the kingdom of god the problem is is that we don't think kingdom we don't have a kingdom mindset we have a church mindset and that has become very religious in its whole view in its whole paradigm is we have a very religious mindset now, that might not be you, and you say, well, that's not me, Sean. That's fine. If you, you, know, you need to think about and assess yourself, measure yourself where you are in your mindset. Paul said very clearly, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think he picked up that of uh, what Jesus said, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent being change your thinking. And so we need a change of mindset. We need a change of, of focus. We need a change of paradigm. In other words, how we see the world. Being a disciple is all about your worldview. That's really what it is. It's having a change of worldview. The transformation has happened within you. In other words, you are now a new creation in Christ. Now you need to begin to see it from that perspective. So that is our approach. That's what we're talking about. A couple of things today is number one, I had a great time spending time with my friend and brother from Canada on uh, Saturday, Saturday, all day. And, um, and Saturday night, Sunday morning, he left. He's saying goodbye to... Um, all of us because he's going on his mission trip to the South Sudan. He's been in preparation for that. Wednesday, Wednesday, we're going to be having, in fact, the um, the podcast interview that I held with him, I had with him or interviewed him on Saturday night. And uh, we had a really great time. It's about a 40 minute um, interview super interview. I was surprised. Uh, he has got such passion, such clarity, and you're going to be really blessed. Uh, for those of you that know him, uh, it's, it's going to be a blessing to you. And for those that don't know him and would, you just want to get an insight into somebody, his preparation, what motivated him, what's inspired him, uh, what his preparation was about. And now that he's come to this this place and what is the way forward. Uh, really going to be interesting. So that'll be on Wednesday morning. I'll be loading that up for you to actually participate in and listen to. So uh, that it will be a great, that's a great interview. Really, it's going to be a great one. I haven't done one for a while, so that's going to be 
um, very enjoyable. So if you enjoy just listening and being inspired by other people's lives, ministries, what God is doing in their lives, then that is it. That's leadership. Amen. Um, the other thing is, hey, on kingdom leadership, uh, equipping and in KLE, I really want to encourage you. Please pray for me. Um and pray for Michelle and I as we are out putting the word of God out there and sharing the gospel of the kingdom um, into the world. This is this is where it is at. It's a wonderful opportunity. You know, it's such a great opportunity. I'm not limited to a meeting, a platform. You know, I'm not even interested in platforms and pulpits. And I, I really, I have the world that I can share with right here. Um, I do it on the KLE podcast and on in the uh, Facebook group. The Facebook group has nearly 1,500 members from all over the world. And I'm very grateful to God for that. I didn't do any advertising or any marketing for that. People just began to join. I invited some people, but generally it was just at one point we were having like 10, 12 people a week joining the kingdom leadership equipping. And I know a lot of people are more focused on on how, you know, how to get the silver bullet to be a boss. And that's not what it's about. Kingdom leadership is actually how to influence people with the kingdom of God. And that's what what I'm focused on. Jesus never ever, hey, Crystal, uh, Jesus never focused on the crowds. You know, he would minister to the crowds. He would tell them stories, but he never, ever built the foundation on the crowds. At one point, he made it very clear, you can leave. And he said to the 12, you can leave too. Jesus was not moved by how many followers he had. He had a purpose. He had a clarity of mission and he was going to finish it completed. And he knew the father would provide for him. So, at you know, however long it took, but praise God, you know, they said to him, Jesus, you've got the words of life. Uh, so where else do we go? That's what Peter said to him. So um, he was able to invest in those 12, develop them and... Uh, Great. I haven't been going too long, Crystal, still doing announcements. So it's really great to have you with me. Amen. <laughs> so um, where was I? Yes. So Jesus could invest in those 12. That was one of his primary missions was to invest the message of the gospel of the kingdom into 12 men. And he would then exit. His exit strategy was set. He would leave and they would carry on, in fact, um, sharing, communicating, and developing that influence into the rest of the world. And today we are the results of the greatest leader that's ever walked on the face of the earth, Jesus, the Son of God himself. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Uh, you know, other men have failed, other men have gone, other men have, uh, people are still striving to try and you know, fill the issues. We, we walk in that liberty and the freedom that came, you know, 2,000 years ago. It's like such an awesome thing. All right. So, Hallelujah. So please, if you are, you know, if you feel led to uh, partner with me and with us to pray as we communicate this message out into the world, we really appreciate it uh, to be a prayer partner. So, you know, um, whether you're coming on now or you're coming on later, please just uh, pop in, uh, just pop in the comments and say, yes, you know, um, I'll be praying for you because you know the influence is going out we're going to africa europe we're going to asia 
Um, I don't even know the other places that we're going to, but that specifically. And then, of course, United States of America. So we really want to trust God that God gets this message out, that people be impacted with it, that the seed of the kingdom of the gospel will be sown into their hearts and begin to grow. And so the influence in different places in the world will grow, that God would raise up leaders who are in, will, will actually embrace this, run with this, and begin to see the transformation come not only to their lives, but to their world as well. And that, that is our heart. That's what we want to see. Amen. Praise God. So we'd appreciate prayer in that area and, and, uh, and just a partnership in that area. That will be really, really great. All right. And uh, the other thing. So don't forget Wednesday will be um, Wednesday will be the interview with uh, my friend David van der Broek from Canada um, about his um, his mission trip, how he was prepared for that, etc. Going on the mission trip. We're also talking today about why your power won't work. Actually, I've got another one is I've got great news today from a couple um, in another part of the world that are actually um, launching right now. I think they're going to be now or a little later. They're going to be launching um, into leadership in a, in a local church setting. And they have a real heart for kingdom leadership and they embrace it uh, um, holy and they want to come bring in that and in that place that it's really needed it's not going to be easy um, so we're praying for them and trusting God with them but it was great news that they're taking up they could have dropped the ball they could have said you know what we don't want anything more to do with this and gone back to you know just doing things status quo but they have not they persevered they stuck with the faith they stuck with with the um, with the gospel of the kingdom, they stuck with it, and now they're pressing into developing a leadership team and actually um, growing and influencing the community where they are at. So, real, really exciting stuff to hear that. You know, it's just really for me. It's just a blessing to hear that. All right. So, mentoring Monday, we're talking about why your power won't work. Why your power won't work? <laughs> we all, you know, you have power. Listen, I've traveled. I've traveled around and ministered in different places in the world, and people are praying for revival, praying for power to come. You know, for more God's presence to come. Listen, you cannot get any more than you've got. The church cannot have any more power than than the investment that Jesus has made of sending the comforter, the power of God. He said, wait, wait upon me in Jerusalem, you know, wait, go wait in Jerusalem and for, and the father will send you the promise of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the power of God to be witnesses. <coughs> Excuse me. So the power came. The church was birthed into supernatural and the power came. So boom, baby, we, the power is there. You, you, if you are a temple of the Holy Ghost, if you are a new creation in Christ, you have the power of God within you. If you baptize in the Holy Ghost, being able to speak in other tongues, um, you've got the governor and the culture of the governor living within inside of you. You are a temple of the power of God. And you can't get any more than that. You can't get any more than that. So, you know, we people are look, you know, I asked a bunch of ministers one day, they were saying, we're praying for revival in the area. I said, what does that mean? What does that even look like? Now, you know, do you know the word revival is not even used in the New Testament? That was an Old Testament concept is to revive, to bring to life. And they were constantly searching for life, you know, because they didn't have any. 
and and there was these special anointed people like Elijah, Elisha, you know, um, different people at different times. Uh, I'm trying to think of some names, Amos and Ezekiel. And all these guys had anointing upon them at different times. You had the priest and the, the kingly anointing and, and different things. And, and so you had these special people that worked in, walked in special power with God, could communicate and then communicate the divine will and purposes of God to the people. Today, we all have that. Hello. We have the life, the nature, the ability of God residing on the inside of us. We're not trying to get it. We're not trying to find it. We're not, try, we, we, we're not trying to find another measure of it. Or, or people are, but you don't have to. You've got the power of God living within you. Steve Bissett, good to have you with me. My partner in, I don't want to say crime. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but my, my partner on the podcast, Friday podcast, building his church. Um, don't miss it. Good conversations we have, him and I. All right, so um, you have all the power. You have the measure that you need. You don't need any more than that. But we don't see the power working. It happens here and there. We go, what is going on? All right, so last Monday I spoke about the key to kingdom is faith, great faith. And we spoke about the centurion and how he acknowledged how Jesus was representing something. And because Jesus represented the kingdom of God, he knew that if Jesus spoke, something would happen. He said, you, you don't have to come under my house. I'm not worthy of that. You just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, uh, let me get my notes. Where's my notes? All right. So Jesus said this. He said... When, when Matthew 8, 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who were following him, I tell you truthfully, I have not found such great faith as this with anyone in Israel. I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. Wow. Is it, in fact, these are the, the Israel should have been the ones that understood faith, understood the coming of the kingdom. They didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. You listen to yesterday's message from Matthew 13, uh, the whole chapter, I just like highlighted things in Matthew 13. Got to get it, get, get, get there. So, um, but now why doesn't power work? Why do we see just flashes of power now today in, in the, in the church? Everybody's striving for it. Everybody that wants to be the super spiritual, that wants to be the, the hero, the champion of everything is looking for the power of God. And we're not, seeing that much okay we're not we're not seeing as much as we could it's happening thank god that it's happening i praise god that it's happening because it's happened for me and i i'm grateful to god for that but we why don't we see more we want to everybody's like we want to do the works of jesus you know it's just like but we're not seeing it that much okay so as i was reading through matthew 13 something popped up that i thought Wow, now I understand it. My granddaughter says, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm going, oh, wow. All right. So at the end of, of Matthew 13, now let me say this before I go to that, is that why is faith important? Why is the power of God important? Because in, in leadership, you've got to be, not you've got to be, it's part of the kingdom principle. It's part of the kingdom culture. Is to have miracles and signs and wonders happening. Not because you're pursuing them, not because you're looking for them, not because you're trying to make them happen. You know, you can, 
I don't I don't want to get into all the religious stuff, but you you we're striving to try and make it happen. And it's not a striving. It's part of the kingdom culture. When you're walking in the kingdom, it should just be happening with wherever you are, whatever's happening, whatever's doing. And I'm trusting God for more, even on the digital airwaves, glory to God, um, that more will happen. So in verse 53, 53 of Matthew 13, we have this. Jesus says, when Jesus had finished these parables, he left there and after coming to Nazareth, his hometown, he began teaching them in the synagogue and they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and this these miraculous powers? You know, what, what is the source of his authority? Got to get yesterday's message, man. I'm telling you. Where did this man, this is what his hometown, this is his home folk, you, you understand. This is his homegrown kin, you know. This is the neighbors, the, the people he's gone to school with, grown up with, played in the streets with, auntie so-and-so and, and brother so-and-so and sister doodad and uncle bucket mouth on the other side there and, and you know, uh, father grumpy and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> neighbor more grumpier. Yeah, I mean, he's grown up with these folk. You understand? In in the town, they've they've partied, they've uh, they've had dinners together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the, now he comes back to these guys, and and he began teaching them in their synagogue, and they were astonished. We go, like, <gasps> they were taken aback. Like what? Where did this this man? Now they address him not as. Jesus, they're dressing him. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source of his authority? That's the Amplified Version, Amplified Bible. What is the source? And I, this, this is the truth. What is the source of his authority? You see, that's what they couldn't understand. All right, I'll get back to this. Verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his bro brothers James, Joseph, and Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not living here amongst us? Where then did this man get all this wisdom and power? And they took offense at him, refusing to believe in him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and in his own household. Verse 58 is the one I want you to see. Underline it, put a cross next to it, whatever. And he did not do many miracles there in Nazareth because of their unbelief. He did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Listen to a few other translations. Another, a few other translations say, And because the people did not have faith, Jesus did not work many miracles there. Another translation says he didn't work many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Another translation says he didn't do many miracles there because of their hostile indifference. He didn't do many deeds of power there because of their unbelief. And you got, see, I told you, I knew it. It's unbelief. It's lack of faith. But the question is, what was the source of his authority? They, they were indifferent to that. They didn't see that. They couldn't grasp what was the source of his authority. Not the source of his power, the source of his authority. What gives him the, the right, exousia? What gives him the authority to do this here? 
So he did do some, but not many. He did do some miracles. He did work some miracles. He did some deeds of power, but not many. He, not, not like other places. They didn't see things like the centurion saw. You see, they were questioning his authority. What is the source of his authority? And that describes their lack of faith. The centurion had great faith. Why? Not because he was in the synagogue. No. Because, uh, because he believed in the power. No. Because he recognized the source of Jesus' authority. His right to use might was was centered and represented from the government of the kingdom of heaven. He recognized that. And because he recognized that, Jesus said he has great faith. He said, I've not found such great faith as this with anyone in Israel. Not even in his hometown. The people that grew up with him, they should have known. They could have known, but they didn't. They were so set in their cultural ways. They were so set in their, their community ways, their community mindedness. They were so set in their religious mindset. So were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the scribes, the, the, the lawyers. They were so set in the religion of the day, they could not see it. They were so set and focused on what they thought it should be that they couldn't see it when he arrived introducing the kingdom of God. He came saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They couldn't get it. They didn't see it. That was Judas Iscariot's problem. He couldn't see it either. He was so focused on, he was so focused on a political kingdom being established in the earth or in Israel to overthrow the government of Rome that he couldn't see, he couldn't grasp that Jesus was the Messiah King ushering in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God being the representation of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus represented the kingdom of heaven. We saw that last week. And that's what the centurion recognized. But the people in his town could not recognize it. They couldn't see it. And therefore, it, he couldn't do many mighty works there. He's, the Bible tells us clearly, Matthew writes this and he says, Jesus did not many works, works of, of miracle or miracle works there or mighty deeds or works of miracles or miracles because of their hostile indifference, because of their lack of faith, because of their unbelief, because, you know, they, they just lacked faith. Faith comes when you understand what he's representing. When, when you, when, when, you or I enter room. Who? What are we representing? Are we representing a church? Are we representing religion? Are we representing a nice concept of, of you know, it's, it's a wonderful concept of revival? Or are we coming with boldness and confidence as kings and priests representing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven? We bring in the kingdom of God. We're representing the kingdom of heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done. That's what Jesus said they should pray. He didn't say pray to get escaped. He didn't say pray that, that uh, you know, more evangelists, will, you know, that, that you'll be an evangelist. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send workers into the field. That's what he did said, because the harvest is great. But when the disciples asked him, what should we pray? He said, pray this, Father, that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. What are you representing? The kingdom and his will? Because when you understand that you represent the kingdom of God, you don't represent man, you don't represent religious organizations, you don't represent books, you know, and, and uh, ministries. It's amazing to me. It doesn't matter where Michelle and I have gone in the world and we meet Christians. The first thing they say is you've got to come to our meeting and meet our pastor. <laughs> meeting, religion, and the man. Always. I'm telling, without fail, I've yet to come meet somebody, and I'm talking about strangers. I'm talking about just normal Christians out in the street, neighbors that I bump into. I've yet to come across anybody that says, who do you follow? <laughs> what do you represent? How's your relationship with the Father? Can we come, can we come fellowship with you? Can we come pray with you? Not one, not one. Sad, sad. Weep, I weep in my heart because we're so focused on our church meeting. But that's got no power. That's got no authority. The man preaching up the front has got no power, no authority, just because he's standing in a pulpit. Listen to me. We've got to get a balanced, we've got to get our mindset right in these things. You don't want to introduce them to a man. You want to introduce them to Christ, the king of the kingdom. This generation, this world is, that's why, you know why we've got so much disruption in, in governments, all, in nations all over the world. People are trying to dem democratically overthrow governments, oust presidents, oust governments, change things, uh, introducing new, whole new concepts. And, and they're trying to embrace different ways of doing government. Some of them are evil, but they're trying to do it anyway. They're actually, excuse me, looking for the government of heaven. They're looking for the kingdom of God. That's what they're looking for, the kingdom of heaven. They're looking for the rule of God. They're looking for the king. They're not looking for you. They're not looking for men. They're not looking for your meetings. <laughs> You've got to understand this. We have to understand this. We don't come representing meetings. God help us. That's why we don't see the things that we need to, you know, come to my meeting. Okay. I want to embrace you as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I want to embrace sons and daughters of God. I want to embrace people that represent the king. Don't invite me to a meeting. That, I mean, it's great because that's where all the citizens are supposed to be there. But but it's not, it's not, um, funny noises happening here on the phone. Um, it's not, it, it, there's no power in that. You understand? That's We don't represent that. We can invite people to, hey, to our community, to our fellowship, to, to be encouraged and whatever the story is. I mean, that's great. 
But nobody, nobody comes representing the king and his kingdom. What are you representing? Because that's what they said to Jesus. They said, what is the source of your authority? What, where does he get this authority from to do these things? But he was doing it. But he couldn't do a lot in his hometown for those that just joined. Lindy, great to have you with me. Charles, great to have you with me. He couldn't do it in his hometown. He couldn't do the mighty signs and wonders in his hometown because they didn't recognize who he represented or what he represented. That he was a king representing the kingdom of God. The centurion did. The centurion said, you just speak the word. I too am a man under authority. What authority was he talking about? Rome. He was talking about the government of Rome. He said, I represent Rome. When I say to one, go, go. When I say to one, come, come. When I say, do this, he does it. And Jesus said, that's great faith. You have what you believed. And his son was healed at that hour. That centurion got the miracle, got the power, got the, the power into action, into motion. His hometown couldn't get it. It says they lacked faith. They were indifferent, hostilely indifferent because they said, who do you think you represent? That's what the Pharisees said. Where do you get your authority from? And he said, well, let me help you with this. Uh, help me with this. Is where did John get his authority from? Uh, and they said, well, because now they, they're looking for their approval ratings. Well, if we say this, then we people will stone us. If we say that, then they say, why didn't you believe him? So, oh, the people are not going to be very happy. They're politicians. <laughs> so you go, no, we can't, we can't, uh, we, we don't know where you got your authority from. Oh, we don't know where John the Baptist got his authority from. Jesus said, well, then I'm not going to tell you where my authority comes from either. He was going, he's going, you don't, won't get it. You won't get it. If you didn't understand his message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You're not going to understand my message, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The centurion got it. You got to get next last Monday's message, man. I'm telling you, key faith, the key to the kingdom. You got to get, listen to that one. Go live or on KLE podcast. You can get it there. Um, you can download it off the podcast and listen to it in the car as you want to um, at night before you go to sleep on your headphones, however you want to get it. But uh, it's there Monday because I spoke about the centurion and his faith. But today I just thought I really wanted to just bring this flip side of, the, of that message and saying we want to see the power working and why doesn't it work? Well, simply because we haven't recognized where the authority to use the power comes from. We have the power. The church, the king, kingdom citizens, the sons of the kingdom have the power. We have the power. The Holy Spirit has come. The power of God has come. It's invested inside of us. We have it. We are temples of the Holy Ghost. Hey, you can't get any better than that. It's like the 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 jolly tabernacle in the wilderness of Moses. The the the, the Shekinah glory that was abiding in there that did all these supernatural. We go, ooh, but it's living inside of you. Glory to God. They looked at it and they didn't get it. The church is running around with the glory of God inside of them. They don't get it. But the problem is, is not the getting it. The problem is, is that we don't get the authority. 
the, the, the right to use the might. We don't get it. And, and listen to me, as business leaders, whether you're in, however, whatever leadership role and capacity you find yourself in right now, but if you're in business in the marketplace, that's Mentoring Monday really is what I'm addressing. Mentoring Monday is for you. And I want to say to you in business um, leadership is that the power of God you have the authority to see the miraculous supernatural interventions and encounters of God within the context of your marketplace. Your leadership, whether you're CEO, CIO, COO, CFO, uh, manager, supervisor, I don't, I, you know, whatever role and capacity you fulfill right now, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is your leadership is so much more than your role. Your leadership, God has put you to influence and have an impact where you are way beyond your, your area of responsibility. And that comes because you operate in a supernatural ability, miraculous ability to impact the world around you. Signs and wonders, manifestations of power, miracles should be. It's part of the culture of the kingdom of God. It's part of the culture. Jesus never taught never ever taught on miracle signs and wonders how to get your healing. He spoke about the kingdom and things happened. Signs followed. When you, when you, bring, the, when you bring the influence of the kingdom of heaven by, by introducing the domain of God, not by shouting, screaming scriptures at everybody and he, yay, he, yay, and, and all that kind of stuff, but pervasive influence of the culture of the kingdom of God into every dimension of where you are present. Signs and wonders are part of the culture. Something begins to happen because you understand what you represent. You don't represent an organization, a religious institution, a constitution of man. You represent the constitution of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. That's what you represent and that's what you are standing in. You are bold and confident as sons of God, members of his family, not members of a church or members of an organization, but members of his God, of his family, citizens of the kingdom of heaven. You have citizen rights as kings and priests. Glory to God. I'm going to repeat this until I'm blue in the face, until somebody gets it and gets up and shouts, hallelujah, I got it. Charles, good to see you. Did I say I saw you? <laughs> anyway, good to have you on, buddy. Your circumstances, your situations are subject, are subject to the power of God. But the power of God is only measured by the amount of authority that you prepare to walk in. You have it. You have it because you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You're, you have it because you're a son of the kingdom, a daughter of the kingdom. You have it, but you don't walk in it. And therefore, Jesus calls it lack of faith. Jesus calls it unbelief. He calls it ho sometimes hostile indifference. I've had hostile indifference from leaders, from leaders. I'm trying to tell them this. You, when you step into this new paradigm, I'm telling you something begins to happen in authority in your society, in your world, in the culture. You begin to impact and pervasive. You're not going to change our culture. You understand. You're not changing the culture. Well, stay stuck in your culture then. Stay stuck. You powerless thing you. <laughs> you got the power, but you, you lack faith. And you think you're great faith. So we pray more. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Worship more. And we, we kick in all these conditions and striving, pushing more, thinking that if we just do more, and it's not do more. It's, 
Jesus said, you've got to have insight. Yesterday I spoke about the insights of the kingdom, having insight into the kingdom. That's what Jesus said. He said to the disciples, you have insight into the kingdom. You've been gifted with this. Others haven't. So that's why I've got to tell them stories so they can somehow discover it. Well, I'm telling you plainly, truthfully, straightforwardly. I pray that you get this. I pray that this really settles in your heart. Be the centurion, man. Don't be the people of Jesus' hometown. Be the people. Be the centurion. He recognized. He was a military man. Recognized immediately. This is who you represent. Understand. Speak the word only. You represent. When you speak, you represent in the kingdom of heaven. You speak with authority and the power will work. He got it. Great faith, Jesus said. I've not found faith like this. This is great faith. But he tells, well, the Bible tells us that he couldn't do many mighty works there. He couldn't do great works in his, in his hometown because of their lack of faith. Why? Where did you get this authority from? Who gives you the authority to do these things? Didn't recognize it. Didn't see what he represented. Hey, you represent the kingdom of heaven. Go and do it. Go and do it. Don't wait for anybody. Get off your rusty dusty. Get off the couch. Stop lingering around waiting for something to happen. When revival comes, glory to God. When revival comes, we're going to do something. Oh, please. You know, really? Revival is here. The Holy Ghost has come. Jesus has given you everything that you need. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore. The only reason we're not seeing things happening is because we represent the wrong thing. That's all there is to it. More meetings, more meetings, <laughs> less influence. Get out and influence. Get out and influence this world with the glory, the power of the kingdom of God, with authority. All right, go and get at it. You are kingdom citizens. Till next time, this is Sean saying, God bless you.